Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Like it is radio broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. We are broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. And this broadcast is live on an AM station here in the Dickinson area. Also 
on KDIX's website and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And if you're listening to it sometime after December 29th, then you're listening to a podcast on the, um, you're listening to a podcast on Holy Ghost Radio. So good to have everybody that's listening. We've got a bunch of people texting me tonight. Um, you can um, text me, 701-290-7862. That's 701-290-7862. And uh, we've got um, a lot of people texting me tonight. We've got Yvonne from Bowman texting. She was in church today. We've got the Ben Burling family. They just tuned in here. We've got um, Brother Johnson from Mesa, Arizona listening. We've got the Willis family listening, uh, the Valheo family listening down in Texas. They just, just tuned in. Uh, Brother Jones listening out in Minnesota. Good to have him listening. And um, the uh, lady, he said they had a lady that they were teaching a Bible study to in St. Cloud to receive the Holy Ghost today. The uh, Brother Farron's listening, evangelist. And, uh, and my friend Dave Shart, his wife Lauren, are listening, and they're in a snowstorm in Fargo. They, I think he said they had like 18 inches of snow. So they're, uh, he said they've got about uh, four cars that are stuck in front of his garage, so he's not going anywhere for a while. Sierra listening in, um, in Arkansas, and she wanted to say she had her niece, Liberty, get the Holy Ghost tonight in church. So that's exciting. And so um, you can text me, 701-290-7862. Got, a, got an email from the Philippines, uh, someone listening from there. So good to have them with us tonight. Just got uh, myself in the studio. My um, engineer, Abe, is at a youth retreat this weekend, the last one he'll ever get to go to, unless he's a youth leader. He's, um, he's at a youth retreat up by Devil's Lake, so they might be snowed in up there. I haven't heard if they are for sure or not, but uh, after he leaves that youth retreat, he's going to Arkansas to uh, pick up his fiance's uh, belongings and bring them back here because they're going to be getting married here in a couple of weeks. I think it's, uh, is it three weeks from today? Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. Three weeks from today or from yesterday, three weeks from yesterday. And so he'll be a married man here in a little bit. That's Abe, the one that plays the guitar occasionally and sings here, runs the controls in the studio. And so Pastor Bob's in the studio by himself. I just came from uh, some people from our church, and they fried me up some fish. And, I mean, I must have had 10 pieces uh, of that Alaskan Pollock, and it was so good. I mean, it was just so good. And and um, so I'm a little full. Certainly not going to play my guitar and sing tonight, that's for sure. But it was so nice of um, Brendan and Kathy to invite us over for a fish fry. My wife and I really, really enjoyed that. Now, just if you're tuning in for the first time and you live in our Dickinson, North Dakota area, uh, we pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church on 501 Elks Drive. That's right along Interstate 94. Used to be the Elks Building, and we bought the top entire half of the Elks Building two years ago, and we've turned it into a church that'll seat about 500 people, and we're excited about that. God's doing some great things. Had uh, visitors, more visitors there again today in church, and uh, we're excited about what God is doing, and uh, also not only the visitors we have, but just the great uh, people that have that make up our church, the families, the children. Uh, we just have so many, so many um, 
Um, so many good things happening here. I just got a text from my friend, Pastor Schuler. He said they're snowed in in Grafton, North Dakota, so preach it hot. <laughs> if I preach it hot enough, will it melt? You better open the windows and turn the radio up if you want me to do that. Well, I'm going to get into this here tonight. I've got some music lined up to play. I think I'm going to play my Muddy Mississippi song by the Dunaways. I like that song. I'll play that a little bit. I want to read one verse in Titus. Now, I've been speaking about this throughout the day early this morning at the county jail. I spoke about this in our church service today in Dickinson. I spoke about this, and I'm going to kind of finish off the evening um, speaking about the same thing and maybe bring some other things that I didn't get to cover in those other two times. Uh, The name of the program is Maintain. Maintain. Titus 3.8 said, This is a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Starting the broadcast out here, Paul told Titus that certain things you need to affirm constantly. That's not what my radio show is about, but I just want to just mention that it's okay to say the same things over and over and over again. Repetition is one of the ways that people learn. Many of the things that I learn from the person that I credit for really instilling this gospel into me, my pastor, Pastor David Walters, he's passed away now, but he uh, he constantly affirmed some things during his preaching, during his Bible teaching, And uh, these things have become a part of me. And I appreciate uh, my pastor. I appreciate his wife is still alive, Uh, Sister Walters. She lives in Jamestown now. But they started the church in Bismarck many, many years ago. And my wife and I, first time we ever attended a Pentecostal church, it was that church. And uh, he connected with me through the preaching. And certainly God was working with him and through him to connect with me also. So it's good to affirm some things constantly, Titus 3 and 8. You know, uh, there is, I think it's good to affirm constantly the plan of salvation. You know, uh, I, I, I believe that, that really, you know, as long as there are people that have never heard what God expects us to do to be saved, we need to make sure we take some time to tell them. And I think we need to affirm it constantly. I, you know, when on the day of Pentecost, when they all received the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for the very first time in the history of man. And the Bible said that a big crowd began to gather around it, and uh, Peter stood up and began to preach. And he began to preach the very first sermon of the very first Christian church that was born on the day of Pentecost. And while he was preaching, there were people that interrupted his preaching and yelled out a question, and they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. And Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I think that plan of salvation that the early church preached and taught, that's not the only place it's found in the Bible at all. I mean, we can go back to John 3 where 
Jesus talked about being born of the water and of the Spirit. We can, uh, all kinds of different places that we can read this plan of salvation. Paul said, if I preach, he said, if I or an angel from heaven would come and preach any other gospel than the one that was first delivered to you, let him be accursed. And so I'm not opposed to affirming, affirming constantly on the Tell It Like It Is show, the Acts 2.38 message, that you've got to repent of your sins, you need to be baptized, immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus working together work for the remission of your sins. Now, I know Jesus died on the cross to have our sins remitted, but to have that applied to your life, you've got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And then he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's still being poured out today in the year 2020. Uh, or 2019, I guess will be 2020 next Sunday. But that, that is, that is the New Testament plan of salvation. And, and that, uh, that is something that is, has never, uh, gone away. It's never, ever stopped. You know, and that, that's why I'm saying here tonight that these things need to be affirmed constantly. You know, always. Uh, and if you're going to a church that doesn't preach these things, then I'm going to tell you you're going to the wrong church. You know, because the, these need to be told. Um, you know, there there are people that are listening to me tonight that you go to churches that never tell anybody to be baptized in Jesus' name. Never offer anybody that they can have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to these churches, and I'm, I got a question for you. Why are you going there when they don't even teach the basic plan of salvation found in the Scripture? Well, anyway, I think I can constantly affirm that. I think I can constantly, like Titus 3.8, we're going to get to what he's talking about here, but I think we could constantly affirm that God is against sin, and he's against us living in sin, and he wants us to live an overcoming life. If you're living in sin, he wants you to ask for forgiveness, get up and get away from it, and move on. I think we could constantly affirm that. Paul named a bunch of sins in Galatians chapter 5, and uh, starting with verse 19, just a whole bunch of things. And then he said this, <coughs> he said, of which... I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so so this, Paul said, I've been telling you guys, this is the first time I told you. I've told you this in the past. He's affirming some things constantly. And so the plan of salvation, how to live right, these things need to be affirmed. And then in our text in Titus, Paul said to Titus that you need to be careful to tell them that they or tell them constantly that they would be careful to to maintain good works. And that's what I want to speak about tonight. Text me 
the sad story. believe ought not Christ to suffer and enter his glory and I in my life. 
to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. I heard I had to rise to walk in newness of life. Receive the Holy Ghost. Speak it in other tongues. the word and the next step was up to me pastor bob tell it like it is radio show good to have you with us tonight we're looking and finally getting to what i'm talking about titus three and eight he told him that you need to affirm constantly that they which have believed in god might be careful to maintain good works you know this uh i've got a friend that pastors in wapiton North Dakota. His name is Tim Redland. And uh, Tim told me this years ago, and I've never forgot it. He said, I'm excited when somebody comes to an altar and repents. He said, I'm really excited when somebody gets baptized in the name of Jesus. And I'm really excited when I see people filled with the Holy Spirit. But he said, I get even more excited when I see something else. And I thought in my mind, what could that be? He said, I get more excited when I see him a year later still walking with God. And I want to talk about that, this concept of maintaining these good works. Be careful to maintain good works. Maintaining things is something that's not American anymore. We just throw away everything. Seems like we don't fix anything. When I was a boy growing up, there was all kinds of repair shops, shoe repair shops, and I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Tool repair shops and, um, you know, uh, small engine repair shops and just all kinds of repair shops. But now, when something doesn't work, we just, and I'm, I'm not everybody, but many people just toss it in the garbage and throw it away. There are people that don't know how to take care of their cars. They don't know how to take care of their homes. They don't know how to take care of their clothes. They don't know how to maintain anything. And everything needs maintenance everything does every everything uh, one of the when we moved to dickinson we started a home improvement business called simon's homes it's turned into quite the deal and and um, it's been a great way to make a living and we do siding windows roofing and gutters and decks and replace glass that's what we do but the reason the business has been so successful is because people realize they've got to maintain their homes you have to they're worth a lot of money, and you don't want them just to fall apart. And relationships need to be maintained. You've got to work on your marriages. You've got to work on your friendships. You, you, you can't continue a friendship if you never visit, you never talk. But tonight, the most important thing to be maintained would be our salvation. We've got to, we've got to, you know, we can't just make a start for God, but we've got to finish. And we have constantly need to be reminded to maintain these good works that Paul told Titus about. We've, we've got to be reminded, we've got to be, because it is possible to let your walk with God slip away. How many people, when I spoke about this at the county jail this morning, early this morning, how many people in county jails have made starts with God? I just got a text from the, the lady that 
Usually there's a, a few of them, but or two of them. But tonight, just one lady drove down to the women's prison in New England. They had 24 ladies there between both services. And I, I don't want to be discouraging, but or be discouraged or discourage anybody that's working for God. But but <clears throat> there's times that you'll see people make a start for God in a jail or a prison, and many times they don't follow through. And that's what I spoke about at the jail. You know, having an idea that you're going to change is a good first step. And praying and, and seeking after God is a wonderful thing. But you've got to maintain that. It can get old. It can grow cold. Paul said to the Galatians in Galatians 6 and 9, he said, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And I'm, I'm going to speak the rest of this radio show kind of on this verse, but you can become weary in well-doing. You really can. You can, you can be, you can make the right start. You can, you can uh, really be going down the right road, but you can get weary in well doing. And if you are in this for the long haul, which I intend to be, I, when I, when I came into this, I was 20 years old and my wife and I, uh, we, we fell in love with it. I mean, we, this is what we wanted. Uh, you know, we, we had both come from, um, a different backgrounds. She, she had come from a, more of a religious background and I had come from a just, I kind of grew up living my life in kind of a selfish way. But when we came to this together, we were married and we had, we had our son Luke at that time. We, we started going to church and we, we fell in love with it. But over the years, there's been times when I've been weary in well doing. There is a natural tendency when you do, have done anything for very long to feel like it's a rut or, or a routine. And you can begin to lose focus. You can lose your edge. You can feel burned out. You can get discouraged because maybe the thing you're trying to do for the Lord's not working. Or it doesn't seem to be working, I should say. Today at the jail, I threw out this, this question to the people in the jail and I said, I said, why do people get weary in well doing? And a lady, uh, prisoner there, she said this. She said, because they get tired of people not appreciating what they're doing. And that was what I spoke about at the jail. I just took what she said, and that's all I spoke about the rest of the time. Because if you're doing this only for the appreciation of those that you're trying to help, you're going to really get weary and well-doing. Because that should not be our focus. Our focus should not be just that other people would notice what we're doing. You know, I um, today um, I preached this message in our church. And I went into my office. Hey, Brother Blackshire, good to have you listening. The uh, I went into our our uh, my office after church, and there was a gift card to Dunn Brothers for coffee on my desk. 
And it just said, to my pastor, and it was anonymous. And I'm like, I wonder if they did that anonymous just because of what I preached. But you know, it, this is not about accolades. It's not about, you know, like, did anybody notice what I did for God today? Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to long for appreciation and maybe a little recognition. I, I would say that's part of the human element, you know, the part of the the human condition, I should say. It, 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 I think that most of us, you know, would probably be lying if we'd say that we never cared if anybody appreciated us. That would be probably a lie. But I'm going to tell you, there are, there is a bigger reason to maintain our walk with God. There's a bigger reason to to um, you know to to finish this thing out. There really is, and, I, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. There's just a it, there there is a bigger reason. You know there there's a there's just more to it than than just you know did somebody notice me today? You know that because um, I, I think that. If if we're not careful, we'll we'll just get to this place where um, we're going to get burned out. When you try to make a move in the right direction, it can appear that you're going in a rut after a while. So I want to just continue talking about this tonight. We're just talking about this word maintaining good works in our life. Like we didn't just start out on this thing and we're all excited about it, but now we're, uh, we're going to follow through on this. This is a song I really like. It's, these people are Pentecostal people called the Dunaways. I know this has got to be Timothy Spell singing with them in here. This is called the Muddy Mississippi. As the devil's right hand Cussed like a sailor Always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy Truck and he died Scared the congregation One Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar And they heard Billy say Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle Of the Gulf of Mexico Everybody followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds While we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did It was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water And he said it again Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Forgotten and no one will ever know Just how dirty I was Before I met 
I got a lot of people texting me tonight. You can text me 701-290-7862. Justin and his dad, Dick, are listening out in the big, or near the big city of Gova. I mean, they are in just about the middle of nowhere out there. How many miles, Justin, are you from Gova? Gova is not a very big town, and they're not in Gova. They're a ways from Gova. We've got... Um, Brother Rose, listening tonight, wants us to pray that God will help him get out of that wheelchair. Jesus' name, God, touch this brother Rose. Heal him, Lord. We've got uh, Brother Gary Blackshear listening. When are you coming back up here, Brother Blackshear? I know it's you're coming up to, to work up this way. Uh, in fact, I might might even say something about you tonight, but he's listening. Gave me a good, good little um, t- nugget here about about ego and how it can be carnality's strongest weapon. The um, I've got somebody here listening. They said his mom listens from Mississippi, so I don't know who this is, but um, anyway, his mom listens from Mississippi. Good to have them. We've got um, Justin said he's seven miles southeast of Gulva. So that is, I mean, that's out there. You know, if you've never been to Gulva, you'll... Um, the the interstate does not does not run through Gulva, I'll tell you that. But we've got actually several people that go to our church and beach that live in Gulva, so that's kind of neat. Justin's working out there on a ranch southeast of Gulva. We're talking about tonight about this this concept of maintaining our good works, like following through. Don't give up. You know, you don't don't give up. That scripture in Galatians six said said. Don't be weary in well-doing, but you, he said, in due season, you shall reap if you don't give up, if you don't faint. Don't, don't quit. You know, there, there is, um, and, and here again, you know, if you're doing it just for the accolades of men or just for people to say nice things about you, and I do, uh, people are texting me tonight saying nice things about me, thank you. You know, I, I appreciate that. It, yeah, it's it's encouraging, and, and it does help. And there's nothing wrong with that word of encouragement to, to help people. But I'm just telling you that if you're going to do something, if you're going to do some good works for the Lord, you better get your focus on the idea that you're doing them for the Lord. Because whether it's shoveling the sidewalk in front of your church every time it snows, or whether it's cleaning up the or putting on the church meal that you have once a month, and cleaning the mess up, whatever it is that you do, whether you're a Sunday school teacher, whether you're a, a person that goes to the jails and the prisons, whatever you do can get old. You know, they you can uh, you can have a burden, you can 
you can uh, uh, be motivated for the right reasons. But I'm just going to tell you, if you're going to see success in anything that you do for God, you're going to have to do it for a while. Uh, this uh, brother Blackshire that is a um, that has been working in our area, we've got to know he and his family very well. Great people, good people. And he asked me the other day on our way to Bowman, he said to me, he goes, Pastor Simons, he said, what do you credit the success that you guys have had in Dickinson seeing this Pentecostal church grow? Well, uh, and we have seen some success. We're excited about what's going on. I, when, when we moved here to start the church, uh, we were traveling back and forth from Bismarck. We started holding a service at a, at a, the Ivanhoe Inn, which is a building downtown in Dickinson. Doesn't, it's not called that anymore. We were having services in the basement. And then we moved into what was called then the Hospitality Inn, which is the Ramada Inn now. We rented some rooms there and baptized people right in that swimming pool there. And, but there were many times that it was just many services. It was just my family and I. Or maybe my family and I and a couple other people. And so when he asked me, what do you credit the success that you've seen of your church in Dickinson? Well, there's there's a lot of things. That's a hard question. I mean, we had an oil boom around here and some people moved in. That certainly didn't hurt anything. It brought a lot of money into our church. Um, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've got some people in our church that are soul winners. That's that's a huge plus. I mean, that's that's a gigantic thing. Uh, we've got people in our church. I mean, they've, you know, it's not just like this pastor that's got all these great ideas, but there are people in our church that really believe this message and live it, and I appreciate that. But he was asking me personally what I did to see this church succeed, and I I didn't really hesitate. I told him the only thing we did is just stayed here. We just kept going here. I've never considered myself, you know, the brother Larry Booker of Pentecost. I've never considered myself the Jerry Jones of, of Pentecost. I, I love listening to good preaching, and I love uh, a person that can, a wordsmith that can can bring a sermon together and, and just keep you on the edge of, of your seat listening. What is he going to say next? I love I love. I love um, people that have ministries of healings and miracles and excitement. I love all that. That's great stuff. But the only thing I've ever done is just done something long enough till it worked to maintain it. You know, that's, that's where my success has ever been in anything I've ever done. I just keep doing it long enough till it starts working. Don't be weary in well-doing. You will reap if you don't quit. You really will. You know, this idea that, that uh, and, and here again, I'm, I'm not trying to be so um, oh, idealistic tonight to tell you that we, we all you know, certainly we all want to see some type of, uh, you know, some type of um, feedback or something in our life that it's worked. But the truth is, that's not why we're doing this. I believe that, I really believe this, that if you maintain good works, those will outlive you. 
that what you do for God, the work you do for God, will live when you're dead. You know, this, this, uh, this, this is a, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that here, there's, a, there's some scriptures. I want to just get to this. 1 Corinthians 15, end of 1 Corinthians 15 is talking about heaven, going to heaven, our new body. You know, for instance, 52, 1 Corinthians 15, 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Okay, verse 55. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? So Paul's talking about the resurrection. He's talking about going to heaven. And then in verse 58 he says this. Therefore. In other words, we're going to heaven. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, when you make a start for God and you keep doing it, he, he sees it. Brother Jones, he, he sees that Bible study you taught to that lady and she got the Holy Ghost. Now here again, I'm just using this as an example. But most of the stuff we do for God, nobody ever knows. Nobody's going to say it on the radio. But God sees it. He said, there is a reward that's coming. That's what we're working for. That's why we're maintaining these good works. Yes, you can get really discouraged. You know, we've got this, you know, good church in Dickinson. We've got a lot of people coming. And we got a building where we're not even quite half full yet. But, and, and I mean, it seems like there's no end in sight. But let me just tell you this. When we started this church in Dickinson, we've had at least three congregations over the years that have come and gone. And sometimes it's really discouraging. Sometimes, I'll tell you what, sometimes as a minister, when you've been in a church 10 years and you had maybe 40 people coming and now you're down to 25, you're embarrassed to tell people when they say, well, how many people you got going to church, Pastor Bob? You don't want to tell them 25 because you, you're going to think they're going to think that you're just some big loser out there. You know, don't be weary in well-doing. Because God sees what's going on. We're not doing this for the acclaim of anybody else. That's not the reason that when you, when you, you know, when you um, witness to some waitress that's waiting on you and tell her about Jesus and are kind to her, nobody may ever know that. But God knows it. Do you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain? Do you know that? Paul told these people, as you know, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Do you know that? You that are discouraged listening to me tonight, you think, man, I'm just, I've been trying and trying. I don't see it happening. Don't you understand that 
your labor is not in vain in the Lord? Just keep doing it. Just keep going to jail, those jails and prisons and those nursing homes. Just keep giving rides to people in the church or people that need a ride to church. Just keep teaching those Bible studies. Just keep having people over to your home. You know, there are people in our church, they get together and plan the music out. They, they put the music schedule together. There are musicians that are practicing and, and, and they want to play and they want to be a blessing in the church. There are Sunday school teachers in our church that I don't even know if all the parents know who the Sunday school teachers even are. And I bet sometimes they feel like nobody even cares. You know, there are, um, you know, there are times that, uh, you know, like I say, people, um, you know, we had a lady that used to come to our church named Sister Russell. And she really was the epitome of a person that did not care that she got any recognition for anything. If there was a church meal, I mean, she, whether you asked her to or not, she organized it. And she organized to make sure it got cleaned up. And she, I mean, she, I, I mean, she just was a dynamo and she was an old lady. And, and I'm sure she got weary in the Lord too. We all do. But, you know, there, there are some daughter works being started around here, churches down in Bowman where Yvonne is listening tonight. There are times when it's just Seth, the pastor, his wife, his three little boys, and Yvonne in church. And Seth prepares to speak like he's speaking, going to be speaking to 500 people. Why would he do this? Every Thursday night, why would he do this? Because he knows that his labor is not in vain in the Lord. He knows that he's doing it for the Lord. You see what I'm saying tonight? You know, this. Um, we've all seen people that get excited for the short term. <clears throat> I've had people tell me, hey, Pastor Simons, I'm... I'm uh I've been called to the ministry. But you know what I sometimes I don't see them go anywhere with it. Why? Because they won't follow through. Proverbs 26, Proverbs 20 and verse 6 says most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. So most of us will tell everybody how great we are. But a faithful man who can find like, who can find a faithful person? I'm, what I'm talking about tonight, yeah, I know the title is maintained, but I'm just talking about being faithful. God honors it. God loves it. God uses it. The only thing that God needs to do anything is to find one per- faithful person, whether it's a Noah, an Abraham. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter how much talent he's got. It doesn't matter if he's a Daniel who's been uh, terribly... Um, you know, deformed, you know, I mean, he was made into a eunuch. I mean, Daniel, I mean, as far as what most Americans would think, Daniel's life would be over. But Daniel was faithful, and God did great miracles through Daniel. You know, there, there is a morning coming. There is a 
sunrise. There, for the faithful people in this world, God sees it. He's watching it. He knows it. You know, I've got a my friend, my uh, pastor who is passed away now, but I still call him my pastor. And I guess he's my pastor in my memory. I still believe and practice what he taught me. But my pastor, David Walters, there was a church in Harvey, North Dakota, that the pastor had left. And there was an old lady in that church that said something to my pastor like this. She said, please don't let our church just fall apart and just close up. Please, please don't let our church close up. And, you know, he drove to Harvey many, many times, eventually moved to Harvey after he retired from pastoring the Bismarck Church. Why did he do that? There wasn't much there to be uh, patted on a back about. But you know why he did it? Because he was a faithful man. That's why. And that's what God's looking for. In the book of Revelation, the Bible said in Revelation seventeen fourteen, there's going to be some people that are riding with the Lamb. They're going to be riding with him. And it says, he is the Lord of lords, King of kings. And they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Let me just tell you what I think that means. Number one, called. God's calling everybody to be saved. So they were called. In other words, God did that. And they were chosen. Why were they chosen? Because of the way they responded to the call, you guys. It isn't like God's calling some people and saying, well, I called you, but I don't want you. No, you're called and you're chosen because you responded yes to the call. And then you're chosen. But those, it says, so they're called and they're chosen. But then it says, and they're faithful. That's what God is looking for tonight. He's looking for some faith. I'm going to get my wits here, and uh, let's see here. How do I how do I do this? What do I do here? Let me just see if I can figure this out. I got I got to get my wits. Uh, but it seems like it seems like I'm playing too many different things here. Hang on a second, Pastor Bob. Where is Abe when I need him at now? But uh, the. Uh, we're to, this is uh, I, I was still playing on something on that. Uh, there we go. I got it. Here we are. The um, but but we want people to to realize tonight that there is God is looking for faithful people. He's looking for those that will will um, serve Him and walk with Him, and they, and they won't do it. They're gonna they're going to do it for the long haul. And so tonight, God wants you to get on the bus. Hey, text me. I got just a few minutes tonight, but I'm, I'm going to do some other stuff here. But text me. I'm going to play part of this song just so I can read some text. 701-290-7860. Get on the bus and throw your cigarettes away.
altar and make a new start. Leave your sins in the water, get a brand new heart. Come on board, we're going to the glory land. Bob here, the Tell Like It Is Radio Show. We got a few minutes left. Uh, get a hold of us during the week. Now, this week, hey, everybody pay attention. We're not having a Wednesday night service at our church, which we always have, but we're moving it to Tuesday night because we're going to do a special New Year's Eve service. Everybody's welcome. And, um, and that's New Year's Eve, Tuesday night, 730. And our beach church is not going to have church on Tuesday night in beach. That's going to be in Dickinson. Normally, our beach church has beach our service 7:30 Tuesday night at the community center in beach this week we're going to move them to we're going to ask them all to come to Dickinson for the New Year's Eve service also Wednesday nights is our normal service but not this week Thursday nights down in Bowman on Main Street uh, go down and, and meet brother Seth Springer and his family and Yvonne and the others that come there just meet them and then um Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock is Sunday school, and during the Sunday school time, there's an adult Bible class, too. And, ouch, I got a Charlie horse. What do you do when you're on the radio and you get a Charlie horse? Well, anyway, anyway, the um, uh, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, there's an adult Bible class and Sunday school. And part of the adult Bible class, I teach a class there. It's a basic Bible class. It's right in a room right in the front of our church. You come at 10 o'clock. And um, and we 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 just start with a couple kids songs. We we um, dismiss all the kids to Sunday school. The other two adult classes, we try to keep them smaller so they're open discussion. We we uh, dismiss them. And then, if you want to be in Pastor Bob's Bible class, it's a it's a basic Bible class. We're starting over with lesson one this coming Sunday. So come on. I don't care. You don't have to stay for church or anything. Just I want you to come. If you want to know something about the Bible, this is this is some basic Bible teaching. Lesson one: There is a God. I mean, that's it's pretty simple stuff. And uh, lesson two: He wrote a book. Okay, that's kind of the first two lessons. So uh, come this Sunday, ten o'clock, five hundred one Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. And so 
make sure you do that. I want to say thank you for all the people that have texted me and emailed me tonight and um, appreciate you listening. I've got a few minutes left. I want to just I want to just say this, but I have been blessed in my life to see examples of faithful people. When my wife and I first started coming to God, we weren't sold on the Pentecostal church. Like we saw the oneness of God, we saw Jesus name baptism, but there were some things that we just didn't know if we agreed with or not. Some things that, you know, they preached and taught about holiness, we didn't know for sure. And so during this time, my wife and I were searching, this was about 40 years ago, and we were going to a charismatic prayer meeting. And in this charismatic prayer meeting, people were receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And my wife and I attended this meeting several times, and we uh, liked the people that were there, and good, sincere, honest people. But one time during the meeting, the man that was kind of in charge said this, He said, some of you are really excited about God right now, but eventually you'll kind of come back down to earth and kind of level out. And I told Lori, I'm never going back to that meeting again. I I don't want to level out. I don't want to go back to being some dead spiritual nothing. We went to that Pentecostal church, and there were people, I thought they were old people at the time. I was 20. We thought they were ancient. You know, they were 40, 45-year-old people. But they were on fire for God. They were running church vans, church buses, prison ministry. They were inviting us over to their homes. They were discipling us. And that's what I want wanted then. That's what I still want now. I don't want to just fade out to a Christian has-been used to be on fire for God. Let me tell you this, just as I end tonight, get yourself into a Pentecostal church that preaches Acts 2.38, that believes in holiness, and just stay in it. Go to every service. If you got the bubonic plague, wear a mask and go. Just go. I know, I know some people don't like that. They don't like when I say stuff like that. I know people disagree with me on that. But I've just always believed, just go to church. Be faithful. you got a broken back, whatever. Just get there. Somehow, figure it out. Too weak to walk, somebody carry you. Just get there. If you're contagious, wear a face mask if you, if you feel like you need to. But start being faithful to the house of God. Start being faithful to good works. God will do a great thing in your life. Lord Jesus, help us tonight. Help us, God, not to just be in this thinking that it's just a one-time thing. But God... Somehow, Lord, convince those that are listening that really to make it, we've got to stay in this thing for the long haul. I just pray in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Lord willing, next Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.